You're listening to episode 136 of the Fitness Empowerment Podcast, and today we are covering the topic of five trends to avoid in 2020. Hey there, and welcome to or welcome back to the show. My name is Danny. I am your host, and on this podcast, I'm focused on sharing with you ways to increase your energy, decrease your stress, and save you time so that you feel empowered to go after the life you want. Today, our topic is focused on overall health and wellness, and the inspiration for this episode came from coaches of mine who covered 25 fitness tips leading up to Christmas, and I'm putting my own spin on these topics for the new year. So before we get into the meat of this episode, I want to remind you guys to join my email list and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any podcast episodes in the future. I will also send out show notes in my podcast email so that you don't have to take notes while listening. So definitely pause the episode, click on that link in the show notes to make sure you are part of my email list. Now let's not waste any time and jump into these five nutritional categories that you should highly consider uh, not taking part in in 2020. All right, number one, I want you to be, <laughs> I want you to avoid being a junk food blank. <laughs> you might be wondering, what's the blank? Well, with so many, I mean, we all know, okay, we all know, right? Like junk food, our processed packaged junk food, we should avoid that. So I'm just taking this a little step in a different direction. With so many fancy diets and types of nutritional approaches out there, marketers have gotten really, really smart and they are creating a lot of packaged foods and snacks to fit into your nutritional approach. Some big ones you've probably seen are the stamps on different items that say vegan or gluten-free or paleo approved. I think this can be really great, but also be very misleading. And I want you to encourage, be encouraged to look at the nutrition fact label, look at the ingredients on the label and make sure it's something that you do want to eat. So I'm not saying the labels are incorrect by any means, but I am saying it's possible to be a junk food vegan or to have a junk food high protein approach. I mean, there's just a lot of different snacks and things out there that yes, fit the definition of whatever nutritional lifestyle you're trying to use, but it's still a highly processed packaged food. So it's very possible to be a junk food whatever, insert your desired approach um, for eating here and not live that healthy lifestyle. So while I really enjoy going into Whole Foods and other health food stores like GNC to kind of find those latest fun foods that fit into my macronutrient goals, um, and, and they especially come in handy for travel and road trips because it's easy grab and go. I, I just also know that if I live off of protein shakes and protein bars and high protein chips and protein popcorn, like I'm not going to feel very good at the end of the day. I can probably do that for a couple days in a row, maybe a week or so. After that, my body's going to really want some whole unprocessed food. So I just want to caution you on fueling your body with excess packaged and processed ingredients just because you say you're vegan or vegetarian or you're very high protein or you're keto. Like you can be a junk food keto person. There are so many packaged things out there, you know, that that give you the right macronutrient goals, you know, or the right macronutrients to meet your goals. But it's very possible that you could be eating a lot of stuff that's just still not very good for you and you're not going to feel very good. So just consider that junk food blank. Don't, don't be that person. <laughs> All right. Number two, bright light before sleep. 
If you have been a listener here for a while, then you know I am pretty particular about my nighttime routine. I really value my sleep and being able to get up early in the mornings to knock out tasks on my own terms. Part of my nightly routine involves not being in front of a computer or television and changing the lighting on my phone to a dim setting that takes away the blue and the white light. This has been really big in the improvement of my sleep routine and quality of sleep at night. Due to all the artificial lights we have in our worlds, our bodies don't always process or use the melatonin that we receive naturally throughout the day as intended. So with those white lights on all the time, giving us light later into the day and evening than the sun does, our body's not always ready to go to bed at nature's intended time. Another option here is to invest in some blue light blocking glasses to wear while you're watching TV or working on your computer or your phone late at night. I don't personally own any of these, but I'm not against them. I've just made it part of my habit and routine to not be on the computer at night. But if you know that's not an option to eliminate right now, and that's just part of your lifestyle, then I would recommend trying some of these glasses to help you out with um, bettering your nighttime routine. I used to drink five to six espresso beverages a day. Yes, local coffee shops and Starbucks loved me. However, I also had a lot of stress and feelings of anxiety. I was tired of being tired and tired of being stressed. I mean, what kind of a life is it to drink excessive amounts of caffeine in order to function daily and then be so wired that you have to take way too many sleep assistance supplements to fall asleep? So, what changed things for me? Prove it ketones. This powder that I shake up with ice and water has given me the natural energy I had been craving. The energy that kind of makes me feel like Wonder Woman because instead of my heart beating out of my chest, I feel laser focus and mental clarity to the nth degree. Yes, it's literally insane. <laughs> Best of all, I don't have to follow a ketogenic diet to continue receiving these awesome ketone energy benefits. I can just shake up my drink and conquer my day with energy that doesn't also bring along stress. So if you're curious, which I hope you are, then I invite you to watch a short video about this energy supplement at danny.experienceketo.com. Again, that's danny, D-A-N-Y-E dot experienceketo, K-E-T-O dot com. Seriously, I don't want to go a day without private ketones. Number three, drugs and alcohol. I think this one's kind of a no-brainer. <laughs> if it's illegal, don't do it. If you know that drugs or alcohol or both hinder your life progress, then don't do it. Can you responsibly have some alcohol in moderation? Absolutely. You know, recently I turned 30, mid-December of 2019, and while celebrating, I had a few glasses of champagne. And I was so bummed out, honestly, because it was delicious and it was fun in the moment, but I had two nights in a row where I really had a difficult time sleeping, and I couldn't figure out anything else that I did differently other than I had some champagne. So learning from that experience, I'm avoiding-ish and limiting my alcohol intake because it was so not worth being exhausted the next day and not being fully present when spending time with friends and family. So I, I do have about a glass of wine per week. This doesn't seem to bother me and each person is gonna be different. So if you know drugs and alcohol leave you at half energy and half productivity after using them, then consider limiting and avoiding them. You know you best.
Number four, avoid excess sugar intake. Sugar is not a bad thing. I totally enjoy sugar, and in many cases, you probably do as well. So I like the way this is worded here. Avoid excess sugar intake. There are a lot of foods that have naturally occurring sugars in them, like fruits and even some vegetables, and I think that a lot of people go overboard when thinking about their diet approaches. So much marketing tells us that sugar is evil, and for some people that genetically aren't able to process sugar well, then yes, they should probably avoid sugar as much as possible. But if you listened to last week's episode, you know we talked about not drinking your sugar calories and not eating refined carbs due to that excess sugar intake. If you have a well-balanced diet or nutritional approach, you're getting in enough protein and healthy fats and fiber, then the sugar intake will often fall in an appropriate range. If you keep your focus on adding in all of the more nutrient-dense foods, then naturally you won't be as hungry for the excess sugar items. Also, I want to point out that a lot of people process sugars without a problem, and the struggle we run into in America is when the high sugar items are combined with high fat items. Those are things like cakes and donuts and chocolates, etc., and that really adds to the overweight and obesity problems we have. I don't like to avoid these fun foods completely, but I do think it would benefit us all to avoid the excess consumption, whatever excess means for you. Moving right along to number five, the um, overtracking and obsessing with numbers. So whether this is tracking your meals or stepping on the scale, um, there's a lot of ways that I think tracking is very, very beneficial and then a lot of ways where people take it to an extreme. A large part of my business is actually focused on teaching clients how to track their food intake and their macronutrients so that they can learn and understand the foods that they're eating and how those foods affect their bodies. So I absolutely agree that we see progress with the things in our lives that we track. Creating metrics gives us something to work off of and strive for throughout the weeks and the months and the years. This can also be taken to extremes and you know, if you're not on a journey to get to the bodybuilding stage or you don't have a specific goal to meet during a particular phase of life, then there just really isn't a need for you to obsess about meeting your tracking goals to the gram. If you are stepping on the scale every day or multiple times per day trying to see progress and only getting frustrated with the weight fluctuations, then you've reached an unhealthy approach with your numbers. You need to take a mental break from those numbers and the scale if you're obsessing over it and not seeing the progress. These are all tools that can be very helpful for progress, but they can also be very detrimental. And you and your coach have to be the ones to determine if you've reached that that point and that barrier and you need to take a step back and avoid that obsession for a little bit. So that's, you know, again, you know you better than anybody else. And if you have a coach and you're working with somebody, then work with them diligently and share with them that you feel that you are over obsessing and you need to take a step back in some ways. Okay, the recap. Today we discussed five trends to avoid in 2020. Here they are. Number one was avoid being a junk food fill in the blank. Number two, avoid bright light before sleep. Number three, avoid drugs and alcohol. Number four, avoid excess sugar intake. And number five, avoid over-tracking and obsessing over your numbers. 
I'm so impressed with this list, honestly. And just a reminder, if you like these topics and you want another perspective, then I encourage you to listen to Redefine Healthy Radio with Paul Ravella and Lauren Conlon. So good. Okay, if you were driving or maybe you were working out at the gym and you love today's message, but you couldn't take the notes that I have covered here in the podcast, I want you to check out the link in my show notes or on social media to sign up for my email list. And then those show notes will be sent direct to your inbox and you can reference these items later. So go check that out. That's going to wrap things up for us today. If you have a recommendation for health trends that we should avoid in 2020, then please share that with me by emailing danny at thedietdoc.com or send me a DM on Instagram at Danny Phillips, and your fit tip might be featured in the next episode. Again, make sure you're subscribed to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast so that you don't miss out on future episodes. And next week, our category of discussion will be five fitness strategies we should not fear in 2020. So I hope you have an amazing week and you're looking forward to that. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye for now.